this week's parish is parish shlach in a kutzlaris. Parish shlach talks about this, the story of the miraglim that the Eden were supposed to go into Eretz Yisrael, and they requested to send in spies to go to see if they could actually conquer the land. Eventually, they went, and the ten of the twelve spies that went, they came back and they reported very negatively about Eretz Yisrael, and they, all, all the Jews rejected going into Eretz Yisrael, and because they said, they, they began to deny that Hashem had the ability to bring them in, which is an astonishing uh, sort of kfira. And um, they were punished that they had to wander in the desert for 40 years. Yayim lashana, yayim lashana, a day for each, a year for each day that they were, that they went to, they spied out in Eretz Yisrael. So the question is, uh, obvious question is, how is it possible that the, the, the people, the Jewish people, who A, had just experienced Etias Mitzrayim and all the miracles of Etias Mitzrayim and also Matan Torah, and, and not only that, they were living constantly with the miracles of the Mun and all the different things they were living in the, in, the, in the Midbar, in the desert. How could they possibly have come to this Kfira? That's one question. And then the, the, the um, other question is, why, how is it the appropriate punishment, Yom Lashana, Yom Lashana, that for each year, each day that they spy in their soil, they got a year. Why was that, why was that appropriate punishment? Um... um one, one other interesting question is that was when the, while they were in, when they, one of the things they said when they came back and they reported negatively they said it's it's Eretz Eichelas Yeshvei it's a land that eats it's the people that live there and Rashi brings that Hashem had set it up that a lot of people had died and they were busy burying all the people so they would be distracted they wouldn't notice the spies coming through but they perceived that negatively and they said we saw these giants. And they were burying, well, they were burying all these people. When we were in their eyes, and we were in our eyes, like grasshoppers, so we were in their eyes. What is, what is the significance that Hashem set up? Why did they have to distract them with burial? And what, what does it do grasshoppers? There's a lot of insects out there. Why do they choose grasshoppers? Okay. So, what, so essentially, what was, what, was the, what, was the, what was the chait of the Miraglam? The chait of the Miraglam was they, they denied they didn't have betachin that Hashem would be able to take them into Israel. Again, we asked, how is that possible? They were living this miraculous existence. They had seen all the miracles. All, all the miracles of Yitzhak Mishraim were like Rabban says to show us that Hashem runs, created the world, runs the world. He can do anything He wants. So why, why, why what, was the, what was their struggle? Why did they struggle with this? So, I think you could say, you could say it this way. I once heard something in, in, in the name of the Briskarov. The Briskarov said, he was talking about... I, um, people being nervous in war. And, and he said, betachen means that a person recognizes the dangers and the risks that are around him. And even so, he trusts in Hashem that well, the, 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 the outcome will be good. If a person is oblivious to the risks and the dangers that are around him, and he's therefore not nervous, that's not called betachen. That just means you don't know, you're not aware of any risk. The more a person is aware of the risk, the greater the greater the the, the is. Uh, the the Miraglim, the Miraglim, I mean the Jews at the time of the Miraglim, they were living we, were, we they were living in the midbar, with, in a situation in which they had no worries about the future. All of their needs were taken care of constantly. Hashem was giving them the man. They had nothing to worry about. Now, 
course, the man is the semel, is the example of, of betachan. We know that everything comes from Hashem, that they were getting daily the food. But a person can become habituated to the point that they're living constantly without worrying about tomorrow, they begin to forget about tomorrow. If they begin to forget, to forget about tomorrow, so they're no longer worried about tomorrow, that's not betachan anymore. They're living in a situation, they're living solely in the present, and they're surviving without any, without any fears of the future, and that's not betachan. And if a person forgets about the future and they're only focused on the present, they also forget about the past. They're just focused on the present. That's all they're focused on. So we asked, we asked so first of all, we asked, what's, what was the, what was the, how did, how did the Amaraglam come to Kfira? They came to Kfira because of the fact that they were living a life where they didn't have to worry about anything about the future. They had no, they had no, never thought about the future. So not, that's not Petachan. And once they weren't living a life Petachan, once you're not living with Petachan, you could eventually even come to Kfira. That, 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 that's the simple answer to the question of what happened with the Amaraglam. But let's, let's take it through some of the, the questions that we were asking. We asked, we pointed out that when they came into Eretz Yisrael, the, the Miraglim saw, they encountered the people, many people dying and they were being buried. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time that we encountered uh, Kvura, is when he, we, the Jews entered Eretz Yisrael, they came to Kvura. As a matter of fact, the first Kenyan, the first purchase in Eretz Yisrael that the Jewish people made was the Mar was the Kever, for sorrow when she died, she needed to be buried. Uh, the Torah makes a big deal out of that, Kfura. Why is that? So, so the Pachitzchak says that the reason why it's such a big deal is because when, was, when did Sarah die? Sarah died right after the Akedah. At the Akedah, oh, without getting into in great length, after the Akedah, at the Akedah is when Tia Samesim was introduced into this world. Yitzchak was going to be killed, and according to the Medrash, he actually was killed. At least in, 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 in a midrashic sense, he was killed and he was brought back to life. Tchias Mason was introduced after the Akedah. So Sarah was the first Jewish person, there's different Neschais, and amongst the Talmud, if it was, it was the first Kfura, the first Misa. But either way, regardless, he was the first person to be buried with the understanding that, that Misa is not, a, is not the, an end in of itself. That Misa is not a permanent end. Death is not permanent. There are people who will come back to life with Tchiasamesim eventually. So therefore, that, w- that was the significance of the Kfura of Sarah, why, why, why the Torah made such a big deal about the Kfura of Sarah. We said, and the Jews came into Eretz Yisrael, what happened? They came and they saw all these people being buried. And remember, we said, the Chesaron that the Meraglam had is that they lived in the present and they didn't think about the future. They, they what, what's, what's, what's more, what is more d- definitive of about the present than death? Death ends something, it's finished, it's over. That's only in the death, only exists in the present. There's no future after death. And they saw that. And they said that's not because, but what they should have seen, what should they have seen? They should have seen the Kfura of Sarah. That the Kfura of Sarah tells us that when someone's buried, even when they're buried, when they die, there's still a future. Because that's what they needed to have. When there's a future, you need to have Betachan. And that's what they needed to understand. But they didn't want that. They didn't want to have to live a life that required them to have Betachan. So what they say? They said we're like, they, they said we were like like grasshoppers. What does grasshoppers have to do with anything? So if you look at the Perak Shira, it says the, 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 the Shira of the Chagav, the Shira of the grasshopper is the Pashilamalis The Shira of the Chagav is the Shira that when you're in trouble you, you look out to Hashem. That's the Shira of the Chagav. If that's the Shira of the Chagav, the Miraglam said, we don't want to be like the Chagav. We don't want to be busy with Betachan. We're happy living our life, just focus on the present. We don't want to, we don't want to have to focus on the future at all. That's what Betachan is. They weren't interested. But they, so they missed out on the key message that Hashem was sending them. Remember that even death is not permanent. Even death has a future, and you need to, you need to have betach, and that's what it's all about. 
and they saw only the present, they can only focus on the negative, and they said we were like grasshoppers. And it's very interesting, going into Eretz Yisrael, we know the Pasuk tells us Eretz Yisrael is a land that requires Bertokha. Because if you look in Parsha, in, in, in Parsha's Ekev, it says that Eretz Yisrael is not like Eretz Mitzrayim, that you, you have irrigation, but rather Eretz Yisrael is a land that the water comes from rain, and rain is something which is out of your control. So you have to always be worried, will there be rain? Will there be rain? You have to be, you have to rely on Hashem. Eretz Yisrael is a land specifically, specifically connected with, with, with the Indian of Betachan. So again, we said, well, what was the problem with the Meraglim? The Meraglim made a mistake. They were living in the present, and they're just focused on the present, and therefore they didn't have Betachan, because Betachan is about the future. And they, and, and uh, we asked, how come there was, they came in and they saw burial, and they said they were like grasshoppers, because burial was supposed to, was supposed to, was supposed to spark in them the reminder that even burial, even burial in Eretz Yisrael is just temporary. Because it's Tkiyas Mason, but rather they only saw, they were only able to see the negative that people dying, which is the end, which is which is which is a real, which is the supreme example of something being stuck without a future, and therefore they said that like they're, they're grasshoppers, because that's what grasshoppers are. Grasshoppers, they don't want to be like grasshoppers. That was a negative thing, because grasshoppers are living a life of talking whereas they didn't want to live that way. And we asked. So one, one other point which we, which we which we didn't mention is if you we asked we asked why is it Yom Lashana Yom Lashana? Why is it an appropriate punishment? Yom Lashana, Yom Lashana. For every day that you wandered, you got a year. If you look back at Rashi and Bereshis, Rashi says the word Bereshis, the word Shana, what, what the word Shana means is, is um, he says it's, the, it's, 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 it's talking about Hashem put the, the lights in the skies, in the heavens, the celestial lights, they're all around to create years. A year is a Lashana of, sh- of Shana, of Shniya. It means the years are about a repetition. That means the years are all about that. There's a cycle. There's now, there's a future, there's a past. That's, that's what years represent. So, Yayim Lashana, Yayim Lashana, for each day they were in the midbar, each day they went to Eretz Yisrael, Hashem punished them with a Shana. Because you needed to remember this point. They had to inculcate in the Kali Yisrael to remember again that it's all, you have to, you can't just focus on the present. It has to, because you focus on the present, you're going to lose your Indian of Bitachan. And just to finish off, it's very Gishmak. We know when Pasik says, when Yeshua was sending Yeshua out, he added the word, the letter Yud to his name. And Rashi says, Hashem should save you from the Meraglam, Atasa Meraglam. Where did that Yud come from? Rashi says in Parashat Lachal, Yud came from Sarah. Was the, was the, her name was originally Sarai. He took out the Yud and he made it a hay. And, and so what happened to that Yud? The Yud was hanging and waiting. It was upset. And it was added to Yeshua by the Meraglam. Because we said, Sarah's Tira, Sarah's burial was that first burial that showed you that there's always a future. It's always necessary to look towards the future and hope. And that's what he gave. He gave this to Yeshua. And with that ability to be able to always focus on the future and not and, and then have betachan, he therefore didn't fall in the trap of the miraglam. And it's, it's such a tremendous lesson for everybody. Most of us are not miraglam. But the point, though, is that, that not to get lost in the present. Sometimes the present is, is, is scary. Sometimes the present is, is sad. But if you remember that in every situation, there always is a future, and there's always hope. So in every situation, you have that ability to rely on Hashem with betachin. And if you rely on Hashem with betachin, and you take chizik in that, then you can overcome any difficulty and, and any, any, problems, any problems you may have. Okay.